Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Tuesday. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Don't forget to check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. Really great stuff related to this show. Also, some great videos and photos that you're really going to love to see. Monica Crowley underscore on Insta. And on Twitter and through social, I am at Monica Crowley. Also by email, Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Drop me a note. Let me know what's on your mind. Well, we are in the height of the summer now, guys. We are past Independence Day week. I hope you guys had a fantastic week off with those you love and really had some good time off. And even if you didn't have some time off, I hope you really appreciated everything that Independence Day stands for and all of the freedoms and liberties and rights that we enjoy in this country that we fight for on this show every single day. So I hope you're enjoying your summer so far and taking the Monica Crowley podcast with you wherever you go. Next week, we are going to take on the trans agenda and the associated crimes against children with child psychologist Dr. Miriam Grossman. She has written a fantastic new book called Lost in Trans Nation. Which is a very clever title for a very important book. She is a powerhouse on this very sick issue, and she will be here. We will also be joined next week 
by Chris Rufo. Chris has been the tip of the spear against DEI, ESG, corporate equity indices, and he probably more than anybody else has exposed the corruption, destruction, and evil of the diversity agenda, which is just another form of cultural Marxism and economic Marxism for that matter. He has been all over this from the beginning. He's taken a lot of slings and arrows. God bless him. He's been in the crosshairs of the left. He is going to be here. He's going to join us next week to break all of this down. We have scored some very important victories vis-a-vis Disney, Target, Anheuser-Busch, Ben & Jerry's. We have really driven a stake in the ground on a whole range of issues related to all of this, the diversity agenda, their bullying tactics, their punishment of conservatives. Chris Rufo, again, has been leading the charge. He's an amazing, brilliant guy, and he is going to join us one day next week as well. Later this month, we've got big conversations coming up on central bank digital currencies, the Great Reset, And because we all need some of this, the secrets to happiness with a very special guest. All coming up this month and more on the Monica Crowley podcast. Is this not the best podcast ever? You bet it is. You betcha. All right. uh, This week, we're going to go deep on the China threat. Uh, The Chinese Communist Party poses the greatest existential threat we have ever Faced. And over the course of our history, and we just marked Independence Day in our founding, over the course of our history, this nation has faced all kinds of existential threats from the revolution, through the Civil War, through the Great Depression, to world wars, the Soviet Union during the Cold War. But right now, the CCP represents the greatest existential threat we have ever faced. The Soviet Union was a grave threat, obviously, but the CCP is next level. So later this week, we are going to take it all apart with Frank Gaffney, who has written a critically important book laying out all of the CCP's crimes against America and the free world called The Indictment. It's one of the most important shows you will hear. Now, coming up today, we're going to be joined by a real legend, a former communist revolutionary who once sought to overthrow the American system. And then during the Reagan years, he saw the light. He had a true epiphany and a conversion away from communism to American freedom, capitalism, and exceptionalism. And he has since dedicated his life to fighting the communists, both here and abroad, and other assorted radicals. He's here to ring the alarm bell with his new book called Final Battle. The next election could be the last. The great David Horowitz will join us in just a few minutes. But first, the Monica Memo. My eyes! My eyes! Did you guys see the footage of Joe Biden, age 80, pale and pasty, on the beach over the weekend? Now, I don't begrudge any president time off. I don't begrudge any president hitting the links or the beach 
when it's hot. I, I really don't. They are still human beings. However, when you are president of the United States, there are certain uh, rules of decorum that you should be paying attention to and abiding by. The nation and the world, regardless of what you think of any American president, the American people, and frankly, the people of the world, do not want to see the American president half naked on a beach. Nor should we have to see the American president half naked on a beach. A public beach. If you are the president, you can clear the beach. You have access to private beaches. You have very wealthy donor friends who are more than happy to open up their homes to you, allow you to stay there, have the Secret Service block it all out so that nobody sees you and you don't have to see anybody else. That's what most presidents do. Now, when presidents go play golf, it's kind of a different thing. You get uh, the paparazzi in the news media with long lenses, and they're taking pictures from afar. But that's still semi-private, and the president is clothed. I do not want to see my president half-naked in swimming trunks. Remember a couple of years ago, Vladimir Putin got on a horse and, and he was photographed and videoed on the horse riding through like the Russian wilderness, going through streams and fields and stuff, and he was shirtless. And everybody was like, wow, there's a man. <laughs> there's a man. He's trying to prove his virility. There's a real tough guy. Well, Biden takes off his shirt, and no one, I promise you, no one, thinks that. No one thinks tough guy. No one thinks virility. No one thinks, as John F. Kennedy used to say, I'm full of vigor. Vigor for the rest of us, right? Nobody looks at Joe Biden shirtless and says, oh, I'm afraid of him. First of all, the man is completely white. He is white as a ghost, pale and pasty. Secondly, he is 80 So it's not like you're looking at an Olympian. You're not looking at Michael Phelps in swim trunks, okay? Third, he's got moobs. Joe Biden has man boobs. Moobs. Nobody wants to see any man's moobs, but you certainly don't want to see the President of the United States' moobs. Remember, they were all making fun of Trump. Oh, Trump and his junk food, and he's got a gut. Well, at least he covered his gut with a shirt, a jacket, and a tie, so we didn't have to see it. The other thing about Joe Biden's jaunt to a public beach is how weird the whole video was. I put it up on Twitter. And I, I, I'm just so revolted by the whole thing. And I put something like 81 million votes for this corrupt, decrepit, dementia-ridden cretin. Sure, Jan. Sure. If you notice the video, you will notice that nobody is paying him any mind. There are some Secret Service people around him, but nobody on the beach is at all interested in the president, air quotes, 
president of the United States. Nobody is looking at him. Nobody is running up to him to shake his hand. Nobody wants an autograph or a selfie. No one. Now you can say, well, Monica, maybe people just realize he's at the beach with his family. They want to leave him alone like a celebrity in a restaurant. Well, I find that very hard to believe. When the president goes anywhere, yes, they are. They are protected. They're put in in a bit of a bubble, but nobody around him. And there were families, kids jumping in the water, people putting up umbrellas. Nobody even gave him a second look. If Donald Trump had walked on that beach, he would have been mobbed. Thousands of people would have descended on him in two seconds. Selfies, Mr. President, we love you. Mr. President, hey, can I shake your hand? Thank you so much. Everywhere he goes. In fact, over the weekend, he was in Iowa, and he did a big rally there. And then he went to a Dairy Queen, and there were like hundreds of people in the Dairy Queen. They all wanted pictures. He was buying ice cream and passing it out to everybody. Party atmosphere. The current president, air quotes, goes to the beach and... Nothing. Crickets. We also heard um, in the last day or so that the investigation into the whole Hunter Biden thing is delayed. And this is all everything related to the plea deal. Plus the cocaine investigation. Also, there's word that it is delayed. Oh, really? Guys, I'm telling you right now, If it weren't Hunter Biden with a Coke in the library, like a game of Clue, if it weren't Hunter or someone in the Biden family or a very senior official, we would all know by now who it is. There would have been an arrest, and that would have been the end of the story, and you would have known Joe Blow's name. But we don't, because it's obviously Hunter or someone else in the family or someone very high up in this White House. We are talking about a fortress at the White House. I have been in that entrance of the White House many times. And I can tell you that when you walk in, first of all, the Marines are right there. You are, from the second you set foot, or even on the sidewalk before you set foot on the White House campus, whether it's the Treasury Department, as I went every single day for almost two years, or the White House side of the campus, it doesn't matter. From the second you kind of alight on the sidewalk, you are being watched in real time and on tape that is saved. You are being watched by the Secret Service, and, and probably others, Washington, D.C., Metro Police, whatever. But the Secret Service is definitely watching you. And you have to go through about a million checkpoints to get into the White House itself. It's not just like one and done. No, you go through multiple checkpoints where you are scanned, magnetometers, uh, your bags are gone through. It's impossible to get any kind of illicit substance into the White House unless you are the president's ne'er-do-well criminal son, in which case you're probably getting a pass. That entrance where the coke was found 
And apparently it was found in one of these secure lockers. We're talking about like the size of a post office box. Okay. And there are a bunch of them when you walk in and you are to immediately take your devices and you are given a locker and you put the devices in the locker and it's all secured so that your devices cannot be hacked by a foreign government, say Iran or China, hacking your devices and then listening into all of the White House conversations around you. So you take your devices and everything else, your bag, whatever, and you put it in the box and then you take the key with you and you do your meetings in the White House. You are on camera the entire time you are there. You are being watched in real time by God knows how many Secret Service agents on camera every second you are in the White House. So obviously they know who put the Coke in the cubby, the secure cubby, and all of this is counter espionage um, uh, precautions. Again, so that our enemies cannot hack your devices and listen in, both to you and to your conversations and the conversations around you. It's all counter-espionage. So obviously, the White House, the most secure facility, or so we thought, in the country, maybe in the world, um, they have all of this. They know. They know. And again, the reason we don't know so far is because they're engaged in a cover-up. I think it's pretty obvious. So while Grandpa Dementia is stripping off and horrifying everybody on a public beach, his son is, you know, God knows where Hunter is. I'm sure he's with the old man. And yet another Hunter Biden cover-up. Hunter Biden has to be the most protected person by the system, maybe ever. I mean, Joe Biden's certainly been protected. Hillary Clinton has been protected. Barack Obama has been protected. They're all protected because they're all very high up in the system. But someone who has not been in a high office, who is protected, Hunter Biden, I have never seen anything like this before. That's how valuable the puppet Grandpa Dementia is to the Great Reset, to the fundamental transformation of America. He and his corrupt family have to be protected at all costs. Can you imagine if Don Jr. had brought a bag of Coke into the Trump White House? Just imagine that for a second. He would have been arrested in 24 hours flat, maybe less, They would have nailed him with the videos, arrested him on the spot, calls for Trump's impeachment. It would be a wall-to-wall coverage. And yet another reason for the left to call for the removal of Donald Trump. Keep in mind, guys, the President of the United States is the chief law enforcement officer of the country. And yet all of this, it is all so putrid It is also vile. It literally makes me sick to my stomach. And I'm sure for you too. All right, speaking of sick to our stomach and and all of the corruption that we're faced with by all of these communists and their assault on our country, we are now going to turn after this quick break to speak with a great David Horowitz who has been there, done that, 
in terms of being a Marxist revolutionary wanting to overturn this country. And now he speaks with a passion of the converted. And he's been at this work now for about 30 or 40 years trying to save America from the clutches of these people and their evil, dark designs. David Horowitz coming straight up. Sit tight. As central banks in countries like China, India, and Australia begin transitioning to a digital currency, the Federal Reserve has been contemplating the same for the U.S. With a digital currency, the government could track every single purchase you make. Officials could even prohibit you from purchasing certain products or even easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. These are some of the reasons concerned Americans are reaching out to Birch Gold Group. They want to have a physical asset that's independent from the U.S. dollar. Gold held tax-sheltered in a retirement account. Learn if gold is right for you too. Text Monica to 989-898 and they will send you a free info kit on gold. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold has been helping my listeners from the very beginning. Text MONICA to 989-898 and claim your free info kit on gold because if a central bank digital currency becomes reality, it'll be very nice to have some gold to depend on. I am so happy to welcome a true American patriot, a hero of the Republic. I always call him this, a hero of the Republic, and he's so modest about it and and kind of dismisses it because he's such a humble person, but he truly is a hero of this Republic. He is also my dear friend, David Horowitz. David is a very unique figure in that he began his journey as a full-blown, card-carrying, communist, not a socialist, not a watered-down communist, a true communist. He was a Marxist revolutionary, a true believer, as he will tell us, until he wasn't. Once he had the epiphany, he became a different kind of radical, a radical patriot, devoting his life to exposing and defeating the communists and their Marxist subversion here at home. Because he has been in very deep with the communist left for many years before he had the epiphany, he knows them better than anybody else, which makes him exceedingly dangerous to them. To the left, David Horowitz is public enemy number one, or maybe now number two, only behind Donald Trump. But it also makes him a national treasure. David is, of course, the founder and CEO of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. You can find them on the web at horowitzfreedomcenter.org. I speak at their annual uh, retreat every year, and it's such a pleasure and joy to be around David and his team and so many other fellow patriots. So if you uh, can, please go check them out at horowitzfreedomcenter.org and support them however you can. He's also the editor and publisher of Front Page Mag. 
Mag.com, frontpagemag.com, which is essential reading every day. And David is a prolific author. We were talking before we came on live that uh, he just, he pumps these books out. He pumps out articles. Uh, the words just flow for him from him, which is definitely a hand of God thing. And I admire so much his ability just to write write important books, important articles that are geared toward saving America. His latest book is called Final Battle. The next election could be the last. It's now available wherever you get your books. And David Horowitz joins us now. David, welcome. Thank you, Monica. And thank you for that kind introduction. Well, you know, to paraphrase Kissinger in a different context, it has the added virtue of being true. David, um, and everything that I said is 100% true. You are a national treasure, and I am just so blessed to call you my friend. And it's so great to have you here with us. So we've got a lot to cover. Um, before we dive into the five alarm fire that is America right now and the multi-front war that we are waging, I want you to remind everybody of your path. I laid it out a little bit that you were a card-carrying Marxist, a communist revolutionary here in the United States. How very... did you become how did you become radicalized as a Marxist? What appealed to you about that it. movement and what was your goal? I got it with my mother's milk, although I think she bottle-fed me because Dr. Spock said that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Both my parents were card-carrying communists. They were very nice people if, if you didn't engage them in political um, conflict, then they could be pretty nasty. Um, I, I was present at the creation of the New Left in 1960, uh, edited one of uh, the three magazines that launched it. it was called Root and Branch. Um, and uh, I, I thought I was pretty sophisticated because I had lived through Khrushchev's speech about Stalin's crimes, so I knew everything wasn't right on the left side. Um, I thought I was quite sophisticated, but I got... Um, seduced, as it were, politically seduced by a Hollywood producer who's no longer with us, um, who introduced me to Huey Newton and the Black Panthers. Uh, and I raised a lot of money so that they could, well, I, I bought for them, actually, a Baptist church that had been overtaken by Oakland's uh, inner city. Um, I, I Bought it for, I can't remember. The check was for $63,000. So maybe that's what it cost. It had 35 classrooms and it became the organizing, a school and the organizing center of the Black Panther Party. And I foolishly believed that uh, our own propaganda, that the police were racists and they were. They, the only reason that Black Panthers kept getting arrested was because they were militants, when in fact they were gangsters and thugs. Um, and so I recruited my bookkeeper. I was editing the largest magazine of the New Left Ramparts. And I recruited my bookkeeper to, to keep the books of the Panther School because I thought they'd 
be put out of business. I was 100% wrong about that. And in December 1974, uh, Betty, her name was Betty Van Patter, and she was a mother of three children. She, she was 42 at the time. She disappeared. Um, and by the time the police fished her body out of San Francisco Bay, I knew the Panthers had done it. And all my leftist friends were blaming the white power structure, even though I told them. And I had sort of intimate knowledge of, well, I didn't realize the Panthers were bloody murderers until then. Um, but I, I I was on the planning committee of the, I called it the Oakland Community Learning Center. Um, and that shattered my life. I couldn't go on politically uh, knowing that everything I had, I thought I was very sophisticated and everything I believed uh, had led to this point of the this woman's murder. And on the way to her funeral, I told her daughter, who worked for me at Ramparts, the magazine, um, that I was pretty sure the Panthers had killed her. And she said to me, no, they're good people. It took her another 10 years to realize that the Panthers had murdered her mother. Um, so I spent about seven years in a clinical depression. And and one of the epiphanies I had was that one big difference between right and left was that people on the right corrected, if they supported bad people, there was a, a correction made. Thus, J. J. Edgar Hoover was an American hero um, for generations, really. And then after he died, I mean, a lot came out about him. And nobody talks about J. Edgar Hoover anymore as a result. Whereas on the left, they still think the Rosenbergs are innocent, were innocent, the Rosenberg spies who stole the atomic, the secrets of the atomic bomb. So I knew that it, it was for me, uh, my point of entry into appreciating uh, what a miracle America is. Um, and uh, I came out sort of fighting as a, it was very hard casting my vote for Ronald Reagan, but I did it in 1984 and never looked back. Can I just take a moment to applaud you, David? I mean, you are my my longtime and very good friend, but I just want to take a moment, and, and I've done this before with other guests who have um, similar stories, I mean, not as dramatic as yours, but it takes a lot for any human being to turn their back on what they have known, especially when it's a set of values. So political values are our values. It was sort of never that way. You just sort of voted for a party and went on with your life. But certainly over the last 
maybe 20, 30 years, political values have become values because everything now is political. And so when it becomes so deeply a part of who you are and your identity, to turn your back on it and look the other way and go in a completely other direction, it takes a lot of strength, intellectual strength, physical strength, emotional strength, spiritual strength to do that. And the fact that you did it um, and you say you went into a depression, well, understandably so, um, because your whole worldview had been shattered, but it takes a lot for somebody to do that. And I just want to say we appreciate that. Well, thank you. I lost every friend I had from the time I was a child. Every last one of them. The left is a religion and they don't really tolerate disagreement or dissent and don't respect it. And they don't let you leave. And yeah, I mean, well, they blacklist you. That's right, which is now modern cancel culture. So David, while you were in the communist movement, um, their goal obviously, and it remains, but it was this way for decades and still is, the overthrow of our constitution and the free market system. So what did you learn when you were deep inside about I their tactics, about how they think and behave? I learned the malice. I used to have this argument with my writing partner, Peter Collier, all the time. And he would say that the left was malicious. And I was very idealistic and blinded by a kind of romantic notion of the left. Um, but then I saw... Uh, with the murder of this woman and the universal defense of the Panthers, whom I knew were gangsters. And in particular, this event occurred right around the time that the new left was able to force America out of Vietnam. Um, The communists proceeded to slaughter two and a half million Indo-Chinese peasants uh, who had the wrong views. Um, and uh, there was not a single protest. The New Left claimed to be for the self-determination of the Vietnamese and to care about them, but it didn't really give a damn about them. It, its goal was to defeat America. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I, I knew I was in a movement that was dishonest to its core and evil in its intentions. And I basically declared war on them. And you've been fighting that war ever since, I mean, for decades. You know, throughout history, David, we have seen all kinds of ideologies and empires rise and fall. I often say that communism never dies, it just gets rebranded. And right now we're in we're in the middle of a experiencing this is still the Marxist revolution, but it's been rebranded. Are you surprised that communism has been so resilient? No, because it's very seductive the way they sell it. It's about justice, it's about equality, and so forth. It's not at all. It's about control, totalitarian control. I I have a, a motto from the magazine of my center, just called frontpagemag.com, which says inside every progressive is a totalitarian screaming to get out. They, they want to control your pronouns. They, there's, there's no air to breathe 
in their utopia. And there, I, I can't tell you how uh, contemptuous I am of the left today. It, it is, its intellectual level is abysmal. These are really stupid people, the AOCs, the Rashida Tlaibs, um, the Ilhan Omars, uh, really stupid people that have no sense of history. Uh, and low-grade low criminals like uh, Patrice Caloris, the head of Black Lives Matter. Um, and the agendas, uh, you know, just start with the gender transitioning crowd. That's Nazism. You do that to children, to pubescent children, you um, castrate them basically, chemically, for life. Um, that's evil. I mean, as I, when I regarded myself as a Marxist revolutionary, I could never have signed on to this, nor could I have signed on to their, you know, the, their Nazi agendas with Israel. They, they basically want to finish the job that Hitler started, and that's who they support, people who say that in the Middle East. So uh, I'm appalled by today's left. Isn't it all, though, David, part of the Marxist playbook? So when we talk about children being brought to drag queen shows, uh, the whole gender dysphoria agenda and trans agenda, it does go back to cultural Marxism and that the objective is to demolish the nuclear family and demolish God, demolish yeah. faith, so that the state becomes not just your family, but the state becomes your religion and your God. So this is just a modern version of what we've seen over the last hundred years. That's correct. Yes, it's frightening. It really is. And the resilience of communism, again, rebranded as, you know, Democrats, socialists, or whatever they want to call themselves. Jump to this moron in the White House. Biden, he's a traitor. It's, he, there's no other way to describe him. Uh, you know, we sanitize our language, so it hides the truth from us. You want to talk about all these classified documents that Biden has strewn in the path of the Chinese communists. Um, the way to describe what's happened is that the Biden family has made itself filthy rich, taking bribes from foreign powers, and particularly chief among them are mortal enemies, the Chinese communists, who just, just murdered 7 million people globally by uh, developing this biological weapon in the Wuhan lab. The minute I heard, and this would have been right when the first information about the pandemic came out, that it was a, a lab controlled by the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese military, I said, that's a biological weapon. Yes. And of course they concealed the fact that it was contagious and encouraged millions of Chinese to travel the world globally during the Chinese uh, New Year. So that, that, that is the greatest crime in history, right there, 7 million people. Um, but, uh, you know, all these people who get described by Republicans who don't really want to 
they don't want to recognize how bad things are as liberals. <laughs> uh, it, it's mind-boggling that Joe Biden should still be in the White House. So let's talk about the 2020 election because your your new book is called Final Battle. The next election, meaning 2024, could be the last. Yes. But if you go back to 2020 and you mentioned COVID, it's my view, and I'm waiting for evidence, this is speculation, but it's my view, knowing what we know about the deep state, um, that they needed to get rid of Donald Trump because he is an existential threat to the entire corrupt ruling class globally and He's here. He's a patriot. They He's hate a patriot, America. but, but he's understand. also- The Democrat Party is a communist party and right. it hates America. Right. Look, I mean, to allow 5 million people, terrorists, uh, drug dealers, just, you know, I was watching the testimony of this woman this morning who lost two sons to the fentanyl. To fentanyl and they thought they were getting Percocets. And they, it's just a poison. It's not even a drug fentanyl. It's a poison. Um, that's war. The Chinese communists, you know, they, they, we had during World War II, there might have been 100,000 deaths a year. That's how many people the Chinese communists are killing in our country. And the Biden administration is just, you know, licking their butts. It's just, it, it, well, you can hear I'm really frustrated. No, I know. And we all are. And we're, we're in this position because of 2020. I think, look, I think it was not an accident in Wuhan. I think they intentionally released this virus to shut down the global economy and stop Donald Trump in his tracks. They could not allow him to be reelected. I think they sent BLM and Antifa to burn down the country in the streets that summer. They pulled out, pulled out all the stops to stop Donald Trump because he was an existential threat to all of them. And now we're in this position, as you just said, David, where the country is being assaulted from all sides, including from within, the weaponization of our own government against us and a traitor in the White House. So we're, we're now in this position and the American people, you know, are, are at a loss because all of our institutions have been corrupted. We've had the long march of the communists through our institutions across the board, judicial, education, yeah, they, everything. They and now, and now what do we do? They hate the constitution. All this anti-white racism is really an attack on the founding of this country and, and its nature. And they want to, you know, their agenda is to destroy the system of checks and balances and create a one-party state. And my book um, covers the period from the 2020 election to the present. Um, and But that's its message, that the Democrat Party agenda is a one-party state. And you can see that, that we just have this in Arizona, that they've conducted for decades now a war against election day. We don't have election day anymore. They, they have months. You, you, you could vote in Arizona in September or in October, uh, right up to election day. Um, and of course, since they have all this ground war, they have all, all these organizations, issue-oriented organizations on climate, on abortion, and so forth, all these college kids that they indoctrinate. 
they can turn out their vote in September and October. So in November, which was election day in Arizona, um, in Maricopa County, which is their largest population county, on election day, 60% of the voting machines didn't work. You think that happens by accident? Of course not. The last fixed election. So do you do you believe 2020 was stolen from Trump? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Here's the thing. Nobody can say it was stolen and nobody can say it wasn't because we we didn't have an audit of the vote. There's no way to establish that. But what you can say is that the Democrats mounted a massive campaign to make election cheating easier. And they did it by violating every precept of the Carter-Baker Election Reform Commission, which was formed, which they formed after the 1960, not 1960, the 2000 election, which was contested between Gore and Bush and had to be decided by the Supreme Court. You know, the, the chief recommendations were, we need more laws requiring voter ID. The Democrats, that that was the spear point of their campaign to say that voter IDs were Jim Crow 2.0 racist designed to suppress the minority vote. And they don't even, when they lie like this, they don't even make um, convincing lies up because it's easy to check. Minorities voted in record numbers in the states that had voter ID laws or that changed their laws to strengthen voter ID. And the second major recommendation, well, all these things, no ballot harvesting, no ballot boxes, um, and no unsolicited mail-in ballots, all were easy, made it easy to cheat. And the Democrats pushed all of them. They had 600 lawyers and 10,000 volunteers <coughs> go to them battleground states and change the election laws to make cheating easier. So there's really no question that they tried massively to rig the election. And when you realize, nobody ever mentions how narrow the Biden victory was. It was 0.027% of the vote, 159 million votes. uh, And Biden allegedly won by 40,000. And in one in states like Pennsylvania, where the election rules were unconstitutionally set by the Supreme Court, the Constitution says that the state legislature, which in Pennsylvania is controlled by the Republicans, gets to set the election laws. And it's Republicans are, you know, I I don't know how to uh, not express my contempt for Republican weakness and uh, tolerance for criminal activities by the Democrat Party. But it's there. That's how they did it. Yes. No wonder Trump was upset. Well, and still is. 
Yeah. yeah and understandably so. I mean, he had the election stolen uh, from him. And I agree with you. I think it's totally obvious. But to your bigger point about the ongoing communist revolution in this country, it's about erasing American exceptionalism, which is what the wide open southern border is about. Collectivism. It's a we're going to judge people by their race, not by their character. It's an inversion of Martin Luther King's famous speech about um, his children would be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. The Democrats are racist. They're anti-American. They anti. They consider the Constitution a white supremacist doctrine. Um, these are extreme views, and they they dominate the Democrat Party. Nobody should vote for a Democrat ever again. There are decent people in the Democrat Party, and hopefully, there'll be more of them. And they'll, you know, it's look. They're terrified. Nancy Pelosi is a little dictator. And the punishment for any Democrat who deviates from uh, while she was speaker, her rule, but just generally who deviates from the party line uh, is consignment, uh, you know, to the nether regions. So they stay in line. I mean, the Democrats, they march in lockstep. There's, I, I don't know if you saw the Jesse Waters show last night, but apparently the New York Times ran this big investigative report, which shows that the Biden administration, which lured unaccompanied, specifically lured unaccompanied minors uh, to cross our border illegally, uh, has lost 100,000 of them. And that child labor is now epidemic. And they use these immigrant kids, uh, uh, you know, the way they were used 100 years ago before the New Deal labor laws, child labor laws came into effect. So every Democrat is on, including it, you know, uh, I don't know why I should single out Jessica Tarlov because she's pretty intelligent, but she buys it. They support this. 100,000 kids at the mercy of ruthless adults in our country, thanks to Joe Biden. And Republicans are pretty lame at calling them out on things like this, which I'll never understand. Yeah, you're exactly right. The Republican weakness over many decades is in the face of this communist onslaught is really pathetic. We're at war with Mexico and China. There's no question. Right. War, people are dying. And the Biden administration is doing nothing except, well, they are. They're encouraging the Chinese and the Mexicans. Oh, yeah, it's all being done on purpose. And this is what your book lays out, which is that this is this has long been a deliberate takedown of the United States. This is not incompetence. This is not misguidedness. This is a deliberate takedown of America and and our capitalist system. And our side is playing like it's it's 1982 or, you know, all your freedoms all of your freedoms uh, being taken away. And, you know, they leveraged COVID. That was a perfect excuse for them. They leveraged that. Let's, in our final moments here, David, let's talk about 
you know, the, the fact that we're really up against a longstanding, deeply entrenched, wholly corrupt, and frankly, evil enemy within. So yeah. this has been going on a long time. You were you're part of it. The, you're one of the- uh, So what do we do? How do we turn this around? People who have the temerity to say that publicly, I applaud you for that. Oh, thank uh, you. It's true. The, the bright spots that I see uh, are, first of all, that Donald Trump has created the first conservative mass movement in the history of our country. It must involve millions of people. And I'm speaking of his rallies. To have an organized right on the ground that can do protests and that can monitor uh, election um, centers and so forth, that's, that's a huge plus for patriots in this country. I would say it's patriots versus anti-American radicals, but the battle is. Second thing is the revolt of the parents in the schools. These school, we need to defund our schools. They're not schools anymore. They're uh, indoctrination and recruitment centers for the radical left. And the left, has been taking over our schools for over 50 years. I've written five books about the takeover of the universities, and there are other people who've done this. I don't know if they've written five books, but they've exposed what's happening in our schools. The ratio of faculty donations to the two parties is 95 to 1 for the Democrats. That does not happen by accident. That happens by a purge of conservatives, which I documented in my books, in particular the professors. Um, the third thing is you, you can see the break. It started with the comedians, but there's an awful lot of people who were pretty prominent uh, left of center figures like Joe Rogan, and even, I mean, Bill Maher, I, I have to say, is a nasty human being, but he's very smart and funny. Um, and he's just broken on a lot of things with the left. There's a lot of movement. Um, uh, I think that's very healthy. So I think we have a fighting chance, but people have to, they have to be brave and uh, be willing to be called names. That's the left's chief power is to call you a racist. And, the, and it's the Democrat Party that's a racist party. Equity is racism. The, the idea that we should have equal outcomes. Who in his right mind? You can see how these people inhabit an alternate universe. Who could possibly believe that everybody is equal in talents and energy and intelligence and so forth? It's the stupidest thought. But to, to if you think about it for a second, enforcing that and making everybody equal um, is, you know, is the prescription for criminal state. It just take, take money out of people who earned it in creative people's pockets and give it to the shiftless and the lazy and the criminal. And that's what they're doing, the Democrats. It's communism. 
I mean, it's just straight up communism and they can put a gloss on it all day long and call it liberalism, leftism, progressivism, even socialism, but it is straight up communism. I, I like that, you know, you have a sense of optimism here because I know a lot of people feel very dispirited because the, the left has most of the power and the money from big government to big tech to big pharma to big media. It really looks like an uphill battle, but you're saying there are glimmers of hope? Uh, more than glimmers. I, I, look, America, you know, it's an individualistic country. It's gonna, it's, this is not Weimar Germany. Americans uh, distrust government. That's healthy. Uh, I, I, I've, got, I've got more confidence in, in the American people. You know, conservatives, it, it's a flaw in conservatism that in, you, you're a realist, so you move rather quickly to fatalism. And if you don't fight, we're going to lose. The whole idea is that we have to fight. And I see more and more people fighting. Well, that is a cause for optimism, and that's what you've done your entire life, David, which makes you a national hero. I want to thank you so much for your courage, your relentlessness, and your leadership. I really feel like we would be lost without you. So God bless you, David, for what you're doing. This is the indomitable David Horowitz of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Check them out on the web, horowitzfreedomcenter.org, and support them however you can. His new book is a brilliant and necessary expose of the left and a blueprint for saving America. It's called Final Battle. The next election could be the last. It's a necessary wake-up call, so go get it wherever you get your books. David, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, Monica. I hope, hope to see you. Okay, what a show, guys, right? You're hearing it straight from the horse's mouth with Horowitz. Everything I've been telling you, 100% true. We are here to expose the Marxists and their evil, dark corners in which they operate. This is why you come to this program, and we so appreciate you guys. We also so appreciate you checking out our fantastic sponsors, as always. All right, have a good beginning to your week, and I will see you right back here on Thursday when we are going to go deep on the China threat with Frank Gaffney and the indictment against the CCP for crimes against America and the free world. This is going to be one of the most important conversations that you will hear. That is coming up here on Thursday. So do not miss it. Tell all of your friends, family, and colleagues about the Monica Crowley podcast. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.